exact bra heads, high quality stainless steel bra heads at a great value. By working with manufacturers that get the highest quality materials and product at a great price. Ready to top five bra head from Lust Archery Review in 2022-2023. Check them out today for less than $25 for a three-pack of bra heads. And use code BLADE23 for free shipping. And uh, tell them from Brett from Blue River sent you. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Blue River Bowhunting Podcast, episode 72. Uh, I warned you guys a couple episodes ago that this was going to be like the uh, ambassador program uh, podcast for the next few weeks. Kind of put a feeler out on Facebook within our group and had a lot of responses. So I got a a lot of people in the the blocker and scent lock and uh, all that sort of stuff lined up for uh, the next few episodes. But uh, this episode, I got uh, Harrison Sable. What's up, man? Going on, dude. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here. Yeah, no problem. Yeah, I think we we tried to do this. Uh, I was going through my messages to you. Uh, maybe we seen, talked on TikTok like forever ago, and it never happened. But wow. it's uh, finally nice to put a uh, name to the face. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. This is, it's always fun to do, man. I love talking white tails in the industry and anything in between at all. You know? Oh, Before, for sure. That's what I love talking about. Right on. Well, uh, for somebody that doesn't know you, man, uh, introduce yourself. Uh, well, I'm Harrison Siebold. I'm from Indiana, uh, 24, and do a lot of hunting, do a lot of fishing, and do everything outdoors, and work in insurance, got two kids, and live in an 1800s farmhouse that is really hard to heat, so I got a space heater next to me. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, at least it's not like negative 14 like it was a couple weeks ago. Oh, dude, yeah, I'm glad it's not, because it's miserable in this house when it is. <laughs> Absolutely, man. Uh, so, uh, you know, kind of the first question I lead off with, with, uh, newer guests or somebody that I'm just kind of, you know, talking to is how, how you got into hunting. What, how did you get involved in the outdoors? Yeah. I mean, I was always really outdoor involved with my father. He, uh, wasn't much of a hunter. He did some hunting, you know, when he was younger, a lot of small game hunting. Um, he did a lot more fishing than he did hunting. Uh, I really, in my entire life, me and my dad have only hunted together probably just a couple of times, just not his thing. Um, he's actually a vegetarian now due to health reasons. He'll eat some meat. He'll eat, he'll eat wild game. That's about it. Yeah. Health things he does, and it just causes him to be mostly vegetarian. So he doesn't have a big reason to do a lot of hunting anymore either. Um, but he really got me outdoors. He got me into Boy Scouts, just doing a lot of hiking, a lot of just outdoor activity. And then my uh, dad's brother-in-law, my mom's brother-in-law, um, both of them were big hunters. So I got one uncle in Wisconsin that was a, a really big hunter. And then I got an uncle in Michigan who was a really big hunter and spent a lot of time with them. And I also had an uncle here in Indiana just 10, 20 minutes up the road. that He was a, a gun season hunter. You know, he took us out open day gun every year. And uh, right. he, a bunch of little kids in the woods, never saw anything, never killed anything. But, you know, he took <laughs> it was a lot of fun. And that was kind of the, the spark for to me. And, um I, I was real late. I mean, I didn't kill a deer until I was like 13. So, yeah, you yeah. actually did it before I did. I didn't kill my first deer until I was 15. Okay, yeah. I, was, <laughs> I had a lot of friends growing up that they had all killed deer, you know, like 8, 9, 10, 11 years old. And here I was, 13. I finally shot a, a doe up in Wisconsin at my uncle's ranch. And, um, you know, after after that first one, it was just... <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. You know, I was just such a big athlete in like high school and middle school and, you know, growing up that uh, it was nothing that I really thought of that much. And then, you know, my dad was a big hunter and I started hunting with him and stuff and it just kind of went from there. But it it don't take much, does it? It takes like one good hunt and you're just absolutely hooked. (laughs) I was really big into wrestling and, and my senior year. From like November like second to like November eighteenth, I quit. I quit the team. Told the coach I was done and <laughs> hunt the rut. And then after the rut was over, you know, gun season came and I was like, "All right, coach, you think I could hop back on the team?" I probably <laughs> needed to get out there. But uh, I was kind of the same way, focused on sports a lot. But as I got older, I was like, "Man, I like this hunting stuff. I like uh, it <laughs> for sure." I wish I would have got into it even at a younger age. Uh, but you know, that's the, the traffic, the travel that we take on our adventures when it comes to this kind of stuff. And yeah, absolutely. When you, when you got into it, that's when you got into it. You know, a lot of people don't even really get into, you know, 
the outdoor stuff until way later, you know, late 20s, early 30s type of thing. I would hate to have missed out on all that time. Well, I see guys all the time on, like, the Facebook pages, you know, 35 years old, I've never hunted before, looking to start, where do I start, you know? And yeah. uh, I try to put my two cents on those, just kind of give suggestions on things like that. But, you know, it does seem crazy to me in a little bit way that you're, you know, here you are in your 30s. I think it's awesome. I think it's great. Yeah. But, here you are in your thirties and now you're just getting into it. Okay. That's different. You know, that's a whole, you know, you're just smarter at that age as well. Well, for the most part, most people are, you know, yeah. going from like an eight, nine year old going to sit with my uncle. And then there's guys who are in their thirties with kids and, um, you know, wife and two cars, <laughs> white picket fence. And here they are hunting, yeah. you know? <laughs> yeah. That's, uh, that would be like a whole, you could do, I mean, I know there's actually several out there. Actually one's called onset, hunter you know helping these people that uh, are getting into it at a later age my thing is when you i've had several people around me uh in the last couple years want to take up hunting uh and i try and and i always say to them please do not take all this like to the bank because like it can be like an over overload of information all at once like you know especially for deer hunting you're trying to tell them about thermals and scent game and they're like uh i don't think i want a part of this what are you talking about dude you know if you went to some stranger who never hunted before and you sat down and started talking to thermals about them and they'd be like you know and like even in the last couple of years i didn't even know what thermals were and i've been doing this for you know over 10 years now and it's like I'm right learning what thermals are you know Nobody's ever explained that to me. So, be <laughs> man, it can be a lot. Oh, for sure. Uh, you know, you mentioned hunting Wisconsin, and, and I know that, obviously, you're hunting Indiana and Kentucky, but talk about hunting in Indiana. What what does hunting in Indiana mean to you? Well, you know where we're at. It's oh, yeah. We're in the big buck triangle here. Don't hope, hopefully not too many people hear that, but <laughs> yeah. um, I, I love hunting here, dude. It's, you know. I mean, we're just filled with big bucks, you know, not, I mean, there's not 200 inch deer walking every property, but, um, they're here. They're ever, I mean, there's good deer all around here. And that's part of like, just my hype around it, man. It's just every single year, every season, I always have like at least one deer, one sixties, you know, that I get on camera consistently. And it's always like, all right, you know, this is my year, <laughs> you know, no, no. <laughs> right. but, uh, I mean, it's just a lot of fun to hunt Indiana cause we're in such a good area. And, uh, you know, I just love that. <laughs> I love having big deer to chase, you know. For sure. You know, I talked with uh, Jordan Brown last week on here. We talked, like, waterfowl for just a second. And I mentioned yeah. that I'd been super into waterfowl before and uh, kind of went back to my hunting roots and really hit whitetails harder than I had ever done before. And yeah. it really all was based around what you just said, like, you know, deer hunting can be one thing or another. You know, some people enjoy turkey hunting more than deer hunting. Yeah. But when you live where we do, and I'm not trying to, like, hype it up like we're the best place in America right. to deer hunt, but, like, it's just got, like, a special feel to it where it's like, all right, let's buckle down, let's get after it because there is some monsters around here. And we're in such – it's a small pocket of Indiana, too, really. Mm-hmm. If you look at it, you know, if you look at where um, Dustin Huff killed his buck, Andrea Moffitt, if you look where – why did Tim back, you know, like it's, it's kind of the same general area. And there was a couple of fellas from Henry and rush County, I believe that killed some two hundreds this year. Yeah. Uh, they had a Hancock County buck too. Yeah. That one as well. And then Scott Caldwell, he shot that, uh, two Oh eight in Wayne County this year. And so it's just like, you know, it's, and it's all in the same general area. Yeah. Only like year after year, we have multiple Boone and Crockett's getting killed around here. And then, of course, world record deer, you know, we got the both Moffat and Huff Buck within like 40 minutes of each other. That's, you know, there's a little something special in the water, but oh, it's for sure. a hard area to get access to and properties are not big. That's another thing. It's like it's tough hunting at the same time. We have these big deer here, but mm-hmm. it's tough still. What do you think, uh, you know, the kind of the secret behind that? What do you think? makes us such a good area is it just genetics or is it you know a mixture between our one buck rule and uh the nutrients that they're getting from all the ag do you think yeah (laughs) that's my answer too i can't remember who i talked to um but they were talking about the amount of mineral that's in our soil around here is like extremely high to other places and so i think that's a big part of it is that we just have good soil. You know, we have good farm ground around here. 
Yeah. We have lots of crops too, you know. Um, and then, I mean, genetics are always going to be a big factor, but I think part of it is just we have a healthy herd. You know, mm-hmm. along with good genetics, we have really healthy herds, you know. Yeah. Uh, food's abundant, water's abundant. We have creeks and streams running everywhere. I mean, you can't drive a mile down the road without running over a stream or some sort of creek, you know. Right. I think that's a big part of it. Someone was recently telling me about how our soil here was super high in minerals. I can I can believe that. I'm sure some of my uh, farming buddies know all about that. But go back to what you said, too. One of the hardest places to get permission on. Oh. Uh, and that is no joke, buddy. I mean, it is like if if you're not family with some of these people, I mean, I know people that have worked for some of these farmers for decades and the farmers are just like, forget it, dude. I'm lucky. I was born into a farming family. Mm-hmm. Um, we, you know, we're not huge farmers. We, I think all together we have uh, probably under 500, maybe a little, somewhere around 500 acres um, okay. of that woods is like 50, you know, um, yeah. ag ground, that piece of woods that we do have, I'd actually don't even hunt anymore. Um, there's no hard feelings with my uncle or anything. He just has younger kids and he kind of wanted just to leave it alone for them to kind of enjoy, which I was like, no problem. You yeah, know? for sure. Well, you know, I want that to I want them to be able to enjoy that. Like we did when we were younger, see lots of wildlife and not have, you know, a bunch of guys out there hunting all the time. So that was cool. You know, for uh, sure. I'll tell you one thing is like talking about with access too, man, I have written, I'm up to like almost 180 letters now in the last two years I've written. I have had 11 responses and one yes, one maybe. Do you ever, do, do, do the people ever get hateful with you on these letters? No, no, actually. That's everyone, good. I, I mean, I had one guy who just opened my letter, wrote on no hunting family only exclamation points, which I mean, I don't think is, you know, <laughs> right. I take it as rude, but it was like, most of them who all contacted me back, all just were like, yeah, we really appreciate you writing us. That was, you know, we liked the way you asked, you know, we prefer people to do it that way if they're going to ask. But uh, unfortunately we already have hunters, you know, one of the, sometimes people have uh, emailed me back. So I put multiple ways to contact I, mm-hmm. uh, place. I did get permission on, and it, this is like, we talk about access and how it's so hard to get, but sometimes it's really easy to get. So I wrote a letter to, um, some folks who didn't even live in Indiana, but they owned a some ni- nice chunk of ground around me here in Wayne and um, wrote them a letter. The landowner wrote me a letter back, said, have at it. You're free to do what you want. Only you and whoever, I, you know, if I want to take a friend or a cousin or whatever, that's fine. You know, give me permission to bow, gun hunt, whatever I wanted, do whatever I wanted. He says he's owned that property 17 years and nobody's ever asked him. Wow. I <laughs> But it's because they lived like two and a half hours away from here, but nobody ever, 17 years of owning it, nobody ever took the time to write them. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm attempting to do the same thing. Uh, uh, I haven't gone as far as printing a letter or anything like that, but I hunt a particular piece that my uh, in-laws own, Okay. and it's along the Blue River, and uh, the property right next to it is landlocked, mm-hmm. and the people that own the landlocked property live an hour plus from here. So I'm, I'm going to try to figure out, I don't know if I can just pull their name up on Onyx and get some kind of uh, a number or an address or something, but yeah. I want to try to get access to that uh, next to it because uh, it's a very, very, very small piece that I can hunt there. And it's just basically like one little pinch point on the river at the bottom of a ravine, which yeah. I've never even killed anything down there. It's just something I like to have in my back pocket because that river can be like a highway for deer come a certain time you know and if i can move down a little bit and have an extra 10 acres to hunt with it I, that'd be great <laughs> yeah be nice yeah I, I have a piece uh yeah just one piece right along the river and uh, that's actually the one that i wrote the, the letter to is that guy mm-hmm. he had property on the land it's 52 acres it's not huge but not you know small uh, Very nice. 30 of its woods and the other is tillable has a nice tillable field there big finger and goes up against the river there and and um here in Wayne and it's a nice little property. I mean, it's right between my work and my, it's two minutes from my work. So that was the best part about it. I would get off work and easy access. It was, it was perfect. You know, I don't feel like Wayne County gets, uh, gets very much attention when it comes to Indiana or even around our area. You know, I don't even really hear that much. Uh, I mean, you, you mentioned the one guy that killed the, the one this year, but I don't feel like that County pops up very much in people's, 
thought process when it comes to the now, I'm, I'm not really sure why. I think it, partially probably because if you look at like Fayette, Union, Franklin, uh, Dearborn, those counties get, I mean, those are the big, but the real big, but we're on the edge of the, the big buck area, you mm-hmm. know? So we, I mean, we still have good deer. I mean, just in Wayne County alone, I know of, I don't know, probably four or five deer this last year that went 160 plus that were killed. So that's, and then of course, you know, the 208 that was mm-hmm. killed. Um, so we got good deer here too, but there's more deer, bigger deer, just a little south of here. <laughs> right. And it's in, you know, the, this corridor that we're in, cause I'm not too far from you. It's yeah. a lot of wide open. I feel like when I'm driving 70 past mm-hmm. Richmond or right before Richmond, it's just so wide open and very yep. little, uh, you know, hardwoods that go with that. Yep. Yeah. And I, I, where I live, um, right behind me, there's a woods and you can't see it obviously right now, but yeah. I own it. And it's just a little patch woods in the middle of a field, mm-hmm. so 14 acre patch woods surrounded by ag field. And dude, the amount of deer that is in that patch woods. Don't be I, giving all of our secrets away. Now. Yeah. I know. <laughs> I do, you know, there's some guys who really think you got to have 150 acres. That's, you know, a hundred of it's going to be a timber and you got to have all this ag, you know, you just get, you got to have like a perfect scenario. I'm like, I got 14 acre woods in the middle of a field across the road here. And I saw more deer out of it than I did on any of my other properties this year. <laughs> that's awesome. The only problem that comes with that, that a lot of people I think would screw up is how you get to it. Your yeah. access into the access. That's the hardest part about it this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, at a hundred, had one deer that was at least 140, 145 inches in and out of there all year. Um, saw him on the hoof once while I was hunting. Uh, plenty of pictures of him, but I think that I mean, you know, going into it, especially later in the year, I could see across the whole woods pretty much. Right. If you if it, if you square, just look straight across, it's only a little over 300 yards. So when everything was dead in there, I was like, there's no, you know, there's no sneaking up on this woods here. Yeah. Uh, it's hard to hunt, but I always tell the guys who are newer or looking for ground, don't sleep on those little patch woods. If you're not like die hard, I want to kill chant mature deer, find you a nice little patch wood somewhere and you'll, you'll see deer, you'll kill deer, you'll have the opportunity. Oh, for sure. You know, I've, my bread and butter has been patch woods and fence rows ever since I started hunting. That's what I started into. So for a mm-hmm. long time, that was kind of the only thing I knew or how to you know go about it this if i showed you where i killed my buck this year you'd be like dang dude how'd you even get out there without getting caught which i i still don't know how we do that sometimes but uh we got lucky because it was just this little bitty patch woods Mm -hmm. uh, and and one side of it they hadn't picked the corn yet so that you know the deer were bedding in there thick and i somehow snuck around one side of it with the wind in my favor uh, next thing I know, I mean, like you said, uh, you can see through it once starts, everything starts dropping and we had a very dry fall. Uh, mm-hmm. and so it was super loud walking in there. Not only did I have to walk through a couple rows of standing corn and around to where I was going, but then the leaves, when I got there, I was like tiptoeing through there like pink Panther or something. Yeah. It's, it can be tough, but it's, you know, it's a lot of fun to hunt those patchwoods. Just, I mean, it's, it's, this is another challenge you add to yourself you know for sure i love the challenge of it so sorry i didn't mean to cut you off but you're good a little bit of lag in my ear for some reason uh probably me uh don't worry (laughs) about it brother uh terrain like uh or property layout uh is it all private that you're hunting or is are you hitting some public too i'm i'm 90 percent, and it's a little bit laziness for me i'm 98 percent at this point just hunting my private ground i have I want to say all together between where I can, where I have a hundred percent access to, I got five different properties, a little over 200 acres. Um, you know, I've been just fortunate to meet the right people and, you know, I rent from farmers. So I just, you know, my family farm. So I've been lucky to get access. And then I have a, a couple of real close buddies that, um, they've, you know, their family has some really nice farms that they give me access to. Now I hunt with them, but you know, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. it's pretty much, well, the one buddy, he just lets me go whenever, really. If I just say, hey, man, I'm going to go sit the, the creek stand or the, the field stand, he'd just go right on there, you know. <laughs> you know <laughs> That's cool. Like, yeah, good luck, buddy. Hope you killed a big deer out there. He's a real good friend. Um, and I got another buddy who he, he's – his family's a real big farmer, and they probably have a 1,000 acres, and he takes me out a lot. 
as well. So um, most of my time is spent on private land. Um, I hunted public in Indiana twice this year. Mm-hmm. But the two times I did win, I had really good hunting. You know, I've seen a lot of deer and seen some good deer and um, almost shot a really nice buck on public. I mean, for public, it was probably 120 inches. But, you know, I was right. tickle pink to go back there and shoot that deer. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, so, um, trail cameras, how many, you've said you got about 200 acres or, or whatever. Uh, how many trail cameras are you running? Um, this year, I ran eight cell cams. Eight cell cams. Yeah. So, uh, not enough, but I mean, those cell cam bills get expensive. Yes, they do. Yes, they do. So, uh, the trail cameras, man, I, I have like a love hate relationship with them. Like, I I love using them. I love putting them out. Uh, but this year, I didn't run as many as I should have. Uh, but when the time came down to it, I already knew what was there, so yeah. I really didn't need like I don't know how to explain it. It's I kind of like the thrill of not knowing a little bit but yeah. i also wanted to know so i still had some in places yeah. i just didn't have one on like every corner of the woods type of situation you know like you said that you know even if you do like a, some of the free packages and then you're oh i'm out of photos now and i want more you know and then you're I, like ah, five point and i love and get five point gets a lot of hate but i love this camera zero issues with them and i get 100 free photos every month so. all right times in october where i don't get 100 photos in a month some places so it's nice you know they've yeah. been there and you know still does the job for so. sure i had a few spy points as well uh i had a few problems with them before all i had to do was like update the malware or whatever onto a card and stick it in there and update yeah. it which wasn't that big of a deal mm-hmm. that's some, i mean that's some, like guys go oh you had to go get it to update it dude i've not updated one single spy point since i've got it <laughs> Well, with me. So I don't know if I'm just the lucky one or what, but the one camera I've had over two years and not a single update to it. So, <laughs> lucky or what, but they were great and they're cheap. I bought the one for 20 bucks to use and the other one for 40 and can't beat that. <laughs> no, nah, nah, we bought, uh, Adam bought like, I want to say it was like six or seven spy points off somebody that was upgrading and getting new ones or whatever. And we couldn't get them to work, couldn't figure it out. And, like, we got them all lined up in the garage with post uh, sticky notes above each one, having them numbered. And we had mm-hmm. to call, like, their uh, <laughs> their service hotline or whatever. And what it was was the person that had them didn't delete them off of the app. Uh-oh. So we had to get the guy to delete them. And then we had to call the hotline back and have them all lined back up. <laughs> it was it was real fun. So, yeah, a lot of guys have told me that they hate their customer service. But, dude, I just messaged their Facebook and their Facebook is super responsive, super good at helping. That's why I tell everyone, are you having problems? Message Facebook. Dude, they follow up with me. Like, they'll, they'll get annoying. They'll be like, did you get everything figured out? Like, you guys, chill. Okay, I'll let you know if I need help. <laughs> That's awesome. I, I think I think I've mentioned it on here before. I've kind of fell in love with the Muddies and the Stealth Cams because of the Command Center. It's an app. Mm-hmm. Uh, they run both of them together, and you can share with your buddies and stuff. <laughs> I kind of like it. Yeah, so I got a muddy. Um, let's see, I got my first one, and uh, I ran it, and it did okay. Um, I don't know if I need to try a different set of batteries in mine. It, I wasn't. That was my biggest thing. The batteries only gave me about a month and a half, um, which I don't know if that's standard for them. Um, but I felt like uh, I was a little short-staffed on the batteries there. I felt like I could get a little more time out of them. Yeah, I, I got one that's uh, still out, and I don't think I've put batteries in that thing since, like, October. Yeah. And it's still going. <laughs> I, I think normally, I mean, most of my other cams, I'm able to get at least three or four months out of a set of batteries. And mm-hmm. yeah. So it, it, when it went down like 45, 50 days, I was like, oof, I don't want <laughs> batteries like that, you know? Yeah. So, try something different. I think I used, um, I didn't use, so I normally use Energizer Lithium, um, but I went somewhere and they had Duracells on sale for super good price. And so I went to Duracells, so. But no, I mean, Duracell's a decent brand of battery, so, but I normally run the Energizer, so I'll probably throw them in next time and see if that does it in better. Yeah, I try to use a better battery when it comes to the cell cams. Yeah. But with my, just the regular SD card cameras, I'll just buy, like, the really big pack of, uh, my mom's got a Costco membership, so I just Venmo her some money, and she gets me, like, a 200 package of batteries or whatever it is. Yeah. Uh, what, what were some goals that you had, uh, coming into this, uh, 2023 season? 
Well, the biggest one was to kill in Kentucky. Now, I didn't kill exactly when I wanted to. I really wanted that velvet buck. And I got absolutely whooped early season. Um, the one day walking, and this thing is the second night walking in, it was like 92 degrees. Oh, I know the day. <laughs> our, our walk to where we hunt was an hour. It took me an hour and 37 minutes to walk in that heat to get Dang. to I mean, we go in there, man, where we go. We basically follow this river. It's public land that follows this river way up, all between private. I mean, we go as far as we can pretty much go. Now, Jason Bradburn and uh, Kyle Willis, they went even further than I did. But, of course, Jason, he, he killed a nice velvet buck there on public. So, that Man, was- that sounds uh, really similar to the place that I hunted down there uh, in Kentucky as well. And mm-hmm. uh, that day you were talking about, like that opening weekend, uh, I think it was that Sunday, I think. Man, it was like 97 degrees. We went pretty deep, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I tried to get Adam to stop a few times because I was just filming him. I didn't have a tag, so I was just tagging along to film him. And, man, talk about – I mean, you almost have to have, like, three T-shirts to go in on a hunt I, like I, that. I clothes. I, I made a, an episode and um, for my Kentucky hunt, and I, had to, I, took a, changed my, I got to my stand. I changed my clothes completely in the woods took my sweat because i mean i'm drenched in sweat by the time i get there i'm like For you know sure. i mean I, I believe in my stick control i've watched it work you know um i'm not saying so anyone listen i'm not saying you're i'm 100 cent free but you know i've watched it you know help and so but i'm like there's no way i'm gonna have any sort of stand control unless i get these clothes off and get changed so, right. I, was, I was out there i brought um Oh, I don't. They're not dude wipes, but like dude wipes. Yeah, I know what you mean. They didn't wipe my whole body down, which was nice too, because they were cold, and I was, you know, sitting there burning up. <laughs> yeah. But Kentucky was a, uh, it was a rough velvet season. Like I said, you know, Jason killed, which was cool. And Cobb killed. Um, they both did. They stayed a lot longer than I did. Um, you know, the two little ones. It's hard for me to leave for. I think they were down there like eight or nine days, and so grinding it out in the heat. And uh, I only went down for four, and I just got whooped. I found this, you know, of course, I do all my e-scouting before I go. Mm-hmm. Beautiful spot on the map. It just, you know, funneled into the corner of this bean field perfectly, and um, terrible spot. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> I didn't have confident, and I kept going back to it every night. I'm like, I think this is going to be it. You know, I know they're going to come through here at some point. They never came through there. For at least four nights, I was there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I got whooped in Kentucky, too, man. It uh Kentucky has not been kind to me. Uh, I think this was my second or third year doing the velvet hunt that, that opening weekend. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's fun. I have a lot of fun going, but man, it will just, it, you, you almost need, and, and some people may laugh at me. You almost need a little bit of conditioning going oh, into that. Yeah. I mean, first of all, you get into those Kentucky Hills and the heat. I mean, you're just not, if, if you go from just hunting, you know, October, if you've never hunted early season September in Kentucky and you don't know about it, I mean, it's just, it's tough. It really is. I mean, yeah. you're in it out down there. And especially, I mean, you can make, we could have made it easy. You know, we could have walked a hundred yards in, set up in a tree, maybe seen some deer, but you know, that's not who we are. We're, we're <laughs> going there for a nice buck. And, you know, like I said, it worked for one of us and, you know, just me and Kyle weren't in the right, Kyle killed a buck, but it was just, you know, little guy. So, um, we just weren't in the right spot. At least I wasn't in the right spot. And, I mean, it's a grind, though. You can't, you know. I went back in gun season, went to my uh, private land and uh, cheat. Because I have private land, too. I can, <laughs> but I choose to do this public. And uh, went back to my private land, drove three and a half hours, and um, sat for like 20 minutes opening day again. Had a nice buck come in 15 yards and smoked him. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. awesome. Thank you, Lord. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. talk about talk about that, huh? I mean, what their gun season was? Is it like the same time as Indiana gun season? It's uh, two week. It's either a week or two before ours. So mm-hmm. it plays out perfectly because I have some family that comes in for Indiana gun season. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it worked out perfectly. That it was before. Um, I left my house. I want to say around eleven, twelve. Drove to three and a half hours. Got to my uh, buddy's place. Um, cashed out on the crowd. Like, Crashed on the couch for oh, two hours. Woke up, man. It's a weird, you know. We're, we're in uh, Boyd County, so we're we're in the Appalachians at that point. I mean, I could have thrown a, a rock to West Virginia. That's how far over we are. Um, so it, I mean, it's just all big mountains over there. 
you know. Mm-hmm. And so the way this road worked, this road wrapped around the mountains, and the way the property worked, it sat between the two roads. And so I, I, I mean, it was really easy. I had a 50-yard walk from my car. He had a climber ready for me. It's his woods, but you know he's one of my best friends. He led with me for a little while, and we've known each other for years. And it's his property, um, but he's free to take me whenever. And uh, but just the way the property lays, it, it sits between these two roads. So I park, walk 50 yards in, get up in this climber. I got a nice big fat pile of corn right here. I'm like, <laughs> this is new, you know, because of course in public you can't bait. Right. You, can't, you know, so I'd never hunted over bait. Um, now it, it wasn't the bait that did it. Uh, I was sitting there, you know, it's like first 15, 20 minutes of light. Hadn't heard any shots and just kind of sitting there like, all right, pull out the old trusty grunt call. And, um, man, I'll tell you what, there's one thing I can do. It's call a deer in. I, there you I go. so many deer in, it's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. And I hit just a good sequence of grunts. And I looked down at the bottom of the mountain where the bot, where the road is. Cause I mean, I, I can see the road below me all the way down there. And out from the across the road, this buck just comes running up the hill, almost gets hit by a car. Oh, crap. Honks at it, slams on its brakes. The deer's just flying up to me. It gets about 60, 70 yards up the hill and just kind of stops and starts walking in. And he got to 15 yards. And I mean, it was like, it was almost like too easy. It was not. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, that's funny. I think I talked about uh, baiting and stuff last week. Uh, mm-hmm. I've never really got, I think I did it, like you said, on, on private land in Kentucky. I think I've done it like one time and it didn't even, it wasn't even a factor in my hunt. I don't think I even had anything come into it or anything like that. But I mean, he heard my grunts and he was running into those, you know, yeah. I mean, and their, their gun season's like peak rut. So, um, he was just fired up and it worked out perfectly for me. Yeah. When you uh, when you hop on public land like you did in Kentucky, what's your approach to your setups? I mean, are you you got the saddle or a, a climber? How what are you using? Never my buddies will let me borrow at that time because I don't borrow <laughs> 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 a friend. Man, I'll, I'll I'll hit anybody up. Like, man, you gonna be using that saddle this week? You're not. Let me let me get that from you. Okay? <laughs> buddy Tyler, uh, he's a state cop here in Indiana. I'm a real nice guy. He he let me borrow his lone wolf sticks and his cruiser saddle and it was it was nice you know i guarantee it i just i i've owned two different saddles now and so in high school quick backstory i was in a little accident i got a bad back brain injury nerve damage um some little fun stuff there from a sports accident and so when i sit in a saddle dude if i'm in it for more than like at least all the ones i've tried and i've been in five different ones and owned two they just make my back go numb and hurt so bad. So I can't bring myself to keep buying saddles now. Mm-hmm. Like when I need one, I'll toughen up and use one, you know, but I just, yeah. I'm not going to hunt one long enough to own one. I've been trying to save up and buy a 0.5 from Lone Wolf. Cause I, I can sit in a uh, hang on all day. I borrowed a 0.5 earlier in the year from somebody and that thing was nice. I mean, mm-hmm. I see why Lone Wolf charges what they do because, dude, their equipment is just nice. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty nice. Uh, actually, yep. a- Adam, it, I don't know how we found it, but I, I know a guy from Indy that's mm-hmm. selling. I don't know what, exactly the model. It's the, like, sit and climb, Lone Wolf climb or whatever. I don't know if that's the point yep. five or what, but uh, the ones that are, like, $1,000. Yeah, yeah. And trying to find them used even is around the $500, $600 mark. I found a guy selling one for two fifty. Woo! Got three on it. Yeah, it's already. I already got it. <laughs> I, I'm not going to be using it, but Adam yeah. bought it. Uh, I don't mind the saddle. Uh, I'm. It's funny that you mentioned that. I'm actually having back problems here recently. I've been to the chiropractor like fifty times here recently. Got yeah. a pinch pinch nerve in my hip that's affecting a lot of things. Mm-hmm. And I don't. I don't think it's from the saddle. I mean, I'm. I'm I work in construction, so I, I do a lot with my body, anyways. Yeah. But uh, it was already kind of hurting me, and I did a, a late season uh, bow hunt in Indiana and in Southern Indiana, uh, filming for somebody uh, after New Year's. Even I think it was uh, somewhere around that last weekend of deer season, and mm-hmm. it, it killed me. I mean, when I got home, I was like, "Oh man, I, I hope I can get better before next deer season, or I'm screwed." <laughs> yeah. So right now I'm I'm in the same position. I've been having uh, back spasms real bad to where my legs go numb and I fall like it's, yeah. and it's bad. So I've been, they put me on some muscle or some, yeah, some muscle relaxers for it, trying to help it, but it ain't doing nothing for me, you know? So I've been, 
I've been kind of trying to figure out what my issue is and uh, been battling that. And I won't even climb in a tree stand right now just because I'm, I'm worried if, uh, you know, I'm, you know, start to, it's like a cramp, you know, it's like all it is, you know, mm -hmm. but I'm worried if it happens while I'm in a stand, I'm just going to, you know, which I wear a harness 90% of the time, but it's going to happen, you know, the one time I'm in a stand without a harness or doing something, it's going to be time it happens. Because, man, when it happens, I just fall every time. It's Dang. Annoying. It makes me so mad. I'm like, oh. Mine's either my sciatic nerve or some kind of nerve, and it's pinched in between the bones in my hip and then the muscles in my butt cheek. Yeah. And it causes, like, the whole left side of my leg and thigh and even my foot to go almost go completely numb i'll even be walking at work when it starts really hurting me and my ankle will want to roll over because i can't feel my foot yeah it sucks I, man I, hunting's brutal on yourself too i mean it, it's constantly carrying backpacks in walking rough train up and down stands dude, it's hard on yourself you know mm -hmm. it's i don't i mean it's good for you too but um at the same time it's not easy your body, your body can tell sometimes when it's it's tired from all that. I'm like, Ugh, I <laughs> yeah. that's why I'm trying to, you know, do as much as I can at the age that I am because I don't want to look back on it years from now and be like, man, I wish I would have done. I wish I would have went to Ohio on a public hunt, or I wish I'd have done this or done this. I'm doing as much as I, as I can. <laughs> yeah. Ohio's fun, man. I did Ohio a few years ago and. Got whooped over there too. Played cat and mouse with just an absolute giant deer. I mean, probably 175 inch plus public land, Ohio gent. I had 30 some trail cam pictures of him over the course of like a month. Just cat and mouse. I'd hunt the morning. He came by in the evening. You know, <laughs> I hunted that morning. He was there an hour before I got there. I hunted the evening. He came by at 2:30. You know. Oh it was, yeah. Ohio and Kentucky both have some of the best public land in in the states. That it's over to, you know over the counter. If I was coming from somewhere else, now I know we talked about how Indiana is so great, but we don't have great public. <laughs> um, if I was picking any two states to go hunt, Ohio and Kentucky for sure. Yeah, and public Can land, much access. It just you know, Kentucky used to manage their public ground really, I mean, really deep. You know, mm -hmm. they used to have the of course the minimum of like four points aside or 16 inch friend they did away with that in the last like five years mm -hmm. which not not gonna tell anyone that it's, <laughs> you know i don't want to go there I, I agreed with it i guess um i like that idea i'm not i enjoy eating deer but i always tell people i'm a trophy meat hunter okay i'm hunting for a trophy but i'm also going to eat it and enjoy all the food <laughs> so, you know, i always tell people that but i really like that you, know, you couldn't just go onto the public land and shoot whatever buck you saw. So. Yeah, that's how it is in Missouri where we go. There's a yeah. uh, four points on one side type of thing. I did Ohio in 21, I believe. Uh, first ever uh, public land deer I've ever killed yeah. and the first deer I've ever killed and only deer I've ever killed from the ground. I killed mm -hmm. it from the ground with a bow. Had a little story with my climber. My climber broke. Uh, and, and I said, screw it. I'm going to go, uh, sit on the ground and brought my, got my little, uh, I can't remember what those are called. They clamped your limbs on your bow to make a little kind of tripod for your bow basically. But I just sat in some, some thick stuff on a transition area and end up shooting a, a six pointer over there. And yeah. it was, it, it was a lot of fun. It was hard to, to get it out. I can tell you that much. Did you hunt some of the public land that's close to the state line? No, I went, uh, northeast ohio uh woodbury i believe it was the name of the place that we hunted yeah so i just stayed right on the other side of the state line the whole time dude there's mm -hmm. like five or six different pieces of course i'm not going to name the exact piece because everyone and their brother will be <laughs> well i know which i think i know which one you're talking about anyway yeah. so um it's not too far from where we're both at here and uh dude that place is just loaded with giants i had like five or six different deer in daylight on the public land over 130 and of course that just absolute monster deer i was chasing when we're done i'll send you a picture of it when we're done. <laughs> that's cool I, i'm kind of interested i'd like to check it out maybe we can hook up next year and go hop on some ohio public land so and then back to that public run real quick my buddy um one of the guys who lets me hunt his property here in indiana he tagged out here a couple years ago and i was like man go go here and hunt sit in this corner of this woods right here goes there on the second night shoots a 154 <laughs> 
<laughs> Jeez, that's right. awesome. Yeah, right where I had been hunting for the whole year prior to that one. So I was like, dude, I can't believe you just walked in there and did it. But I knew it would happen. If somebody sat in that wood, it was going to happen, you know. But it's a hard spot to get to. It's not a big piece of public, but you got to go through some crap to get to it. Yeah, that's I know. You know, it seems like all the good spots on public, it's you either got to have a kayak or hike two miles or something. You know what I mean? Yeah, you got to be willing to work. For sure, for sure. Um, so going into 2024, uh, what's another goal that you have for yourself for uh, deer at the house? Um, man, I, I'm not one of those big goal setters. Right? I mean, I, 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 you know. My goal is always to, to shoot an ice buck. That's really my, you know, but it, it's it's a very broad goal, you know. Um, I'm I'm not one of those 140 plus four and a half year old has to be this. I'm not one of those guys. I want to be, and I like to think I can be, but man, it's just, you know, I enjoy shooting a deer that gets my heart going, and so um, 99% of the time that deer is always over 100 inches. That's that's one of my like, claims of fame out of all the bucks I've shot and not shot anything under 100 inches yet. <laughs> <laughs> I, I say it won't come. Um, but I just, you know, get a nice buck. My daughter's getting to the age where uh, I might be able to start taking her, so I'm real excited about that. I mean, I take her out now. She sits with me, but um, she's only four. So right. uh, I'm going to try to take her turkey hunting in the spring, see if that happens. But um, as for deer goals, you know, just get out, enjoy it. Um, that's kind of been my thing the last couple of years. Just go enjoy it for like a good two year period there. I was really like hard headed and stuck on the fact that it's like, I need to kill giants, mature giant deer. And then it quickly became not so fun for me. You know, it was just one like, all right, I'm too wrapped up in, you know, the industry side of things, having to, I need to kill a big deer. And it was just like, all right, I got to take a step back and just go enjoy it, dude go shoot. I mean, I was passing deer that just had me fired up. I'm like, you know, who am I hunting? <laughs> who, who am I hunting for? The guy on Facebook that's going to say congrats or myself who's going to be tickled pink, happy as can be. And, you know, there was a couple of years where I was doing that and I was preaching it too. And it was just kind of like I was getting in, stuck in my own head of big mature deer. And it was like, all right. That's, that's well said. I, I, I can see where people could get into that and let, you know, it may not be in your case, but you know, let let social media uh, in the hunting industry and that sort of thing influence mm-hmm. your hunt. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, oh, I think social media, the industry, and joining into that, and you know, part of. I mean, I, you know, nonstop. My my Facebook is still filled with just some you know big buck killers. You know, uh, certified killers. I always call them, mm-hmm. and you know, it's cool. I. I I cheer for those guys all the time. I love seeing them constantly killing big deer, but, um, you know, I, I'm just at a point right now in my hunting career. Um, I, I just, I like to kill deer and eat deer and enjoy it. You know, I don't want to go, I'm not going to go shoot a 40 inch, you know, I think I, <laughs> all right. I think I, I can, I can't, I have a hunting log. I should have brought it with me. I don't know where it's even at now, but, um, I want to say I passed 19 different bucks this year. So it's not like I'm just shooting whatever, but you yeah. know, um, but you're getting back to your 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 roots of it all, which is I think maybe a lot of people may, may need to second guess what they're doing and maybe do the same thing. <laughs> I talked to a lot of guys about it. I, mean, I just love the tradition of deer hunting. That's like my biggest. I love the tradition. So going back to what we talked about getting hunting Wisconsin, I love that state when it comes. Me too. They're <laughs> just so rich with the hunting tradition up there. Uh, being a little kid and going to these deer camps with my uncle doing 40, 50 guy deer drives, just, you know, awesome, awesome tradition. And so I've like, you know, just, I enjoy the tradition of it, getting together with people hunting, not worrying about the size of the deer so much right now. And, you know, down the road, if I got, and part of this, this, I don't have property I can manage, you know, half my properties I hunt, I share with other people that, you know, their goals are not my goals. And it's, you know, trying to invest a lot of, money and time into killing mature deer right now just isn't you know if a mature deer walks by awesome um but it's just not in my my goals right now it's just go hunt have a good time try and get a nice buck hunt for you know past the little guys but you know don't sit there and dream of that 170 right now in the future if i get a nice piece of ground where i can manage 
um, that has some good size to it, some good timber, you know, <clears throat> and I have other people around me managing, you know, that will kind of, you know, encourage me to do a little bit more managing. But as of right now, I'm just here to have fun with it. I think a lot of people people resonate with that, you know, like uh, not everybody has those kind of goals to shoot 140s or, you know, mature deer or anything like that. They're out there to be in the woods because they enjoy being in the woods. Yeah. They don't let people influence the way they do things, mm-hmm. uh, which I, I highly respect uh, somebody that's in, in doing something like that for themselves. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't do it all just, you know, for the hunting industry or whatever. I, I personally like those, those challenges for myself. Yeah. I, I want to, to properly manage uh, the deer herd in my area or, or play chess with a certain buck for, you know, a, a couple weeks out of the year. I, I wouldn't say I do any of that stuff because I want somebody to, especially with our YouTube stuff and stuff like that, you know, I don't want to do it. I'm not doing it for them. I'm not doing it to get views or clicks or anything. I'm just filming it because that's what I like to do. That's what you like about it, man. That's great. And, you know, I've killed a couple nice mature deer, you know, and it it does feel great when you get them and you close that chapter and, you know, it's, it's a lot of fun. But, uh, you know, like I said, I'm just, I'm just enjoying it right now, waiting for my daughter to get into it. I take a lot of people throughout the year, just getting other guys out. Cause I'm lucky I have properties where I'm allowed to take people to and, you know, mm-hmm. just having fun with it the last couple of years. And, um, you know, if something happens where I get like a, a true monarch, you know, on camera, that might be a little different when I have once in a lifetime deer. But, you know, every year, like I said, I get maybe like a 160 plus, you know, 150 deer on camera. But it's not nothing that it's, I'm, you know, 24. I got a lot of time to hunt, knock on wood. Um, it's nothing that I probably won't have a chance to chase again down the road. So right. I'm young right now, man, just have fun and, until I can get something where I can really manage and just go out there and enjoy it. So. For sure. Uh, I saw a, you posted on Facebook that you were selling some, some camera stuff. You just totally getting out of all that stuff or are you still enjoying that? No. So um, that's actually uh, Dean Brandt, Base Camp Country Real Estate. So I've been working with them as well, uh, with just Dean. Uh, I know you had one of the guys on here a couple weeks ago as well. So I've been working with him doing media stuff helping him with listings, um, just taking pictures for him. And uh, he's just looking to move his gear so we can upgrade stuff for the real estate stuff. So I got you. Um, I love filming, dude. That's a, whole, that's a whole other world of, you know, challenge. Adding that into the mix, I am terrible at self-filming, dude. <laughs> but, uh, I mean, I've had, like, I've gotten probably four or five different shots on film and stuff. But, man, it's like, all right, I didn't get any of the B-roll that I needed and, you know, I liked, uh, like, I think we talked about on maybe TikTok the other day or something. I don't know. You asked me about it or something. I, yeah, I just told you I'm just really picky about what footage. Yeah, I yeah, yeah. Put out, and it's not a whole lot. Um, but, yeah, just that camera gear. I'm trying to get it moved so we can upgrade cameras. And um, I'm going to, I I have one camera that's personally mine. I'm selling as well, and that's what I've been filming my hunts with. Mm-hmm. Uh, I end up keeping it. Um but I'd like to get moved probably to a different camera. I mean, I've jumped around. I think I get a new camera every season. So <laughs> <laughs> I think I've had the same one since, uh, like 2020, 2021, somewhere in there. I got the Canon XA 11 and I really like that camera. Okay. Yeah. So I had the XA 10 uh, and then I went from, uh, first I had a T three I, then I went to the XA 10 and then I went to the a six Sony, a 6,400 and then I went to what I have in oh, oh the Sony. It's like the Sony version of a G50, whatever that is. Oh yeah, yeah. Some sort of camcorder style Sony that was 4K. And mm-hmm. then I went from that to my uh, Panasonic, which I love this Panasonic, dude. It's a really nice camera for the money. If yeah. anyone in self filming, Panasonic FZ 300. Lumix, yeah, that's the one for you. <laughs> that's the one for the new guy. He just wants something that fun to play with. Yeah, and I enjoy that. And like you said, talking about the 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 B roll, it seems like when something does go right for me and I get the film that I want, I always screwed the pooch somewhere on the B roll. Like, man, I didn't have shit on this, man. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm missing everything. I got the shot. Now I got nothing else to go with. <laughs> right. Or it's the complete opposite. I have a ton of B-roll, but just no action to go with it. 
literally, dude, that's, that's the story of my life with filming. Like I said, I had that one hunt that uh, Victor put out of Crimson Trail that I, I had enough to do a short episode with them on. Um, but that was about it. I got lucky that I, I mean, that was October 2nd, and we were just kind of farting around. So let's go hunt this property. You know, he hadn't even been there all year, no cameras. We thought, let's just go out here. I had the camera rolling most of the time and worked out good. And then I had enough to put together a little episode. But even then, like, man, I look back at that footage and I'm like, yeah. <laughs> I'm not a big fan. I'm really not, you know. <laughs> Orange and style, just that cinematic, more dramatic. And I like that stuff, man. The, the, film, the film tours, like Badlands and Full Draw, dude, that will put you in a different perspective of filming. I need to go check that out. I saw you guys went last year when it was in Indy or whatever. I should have went and checked hey, that out. Dude, every year they're there, so you, you better be there this year. Yeah, I'll go for sure. Uh, I, I like to see uh, the way other people do stuff because I think that's one of the most intriguing things about um, outdoor channels on like YouTube. You get so many different ways that everybody, the way they film, the way they edit, and you you just get like that smorgasbord of everybody's stuff. And Mm -hmm. some people I enjoy more than others, and some others I can't stand at all. And and I try to base it off what I like when I put my stuff together. But I'm sure there's people out there that think mine's absolute garbage. (laughs) That's kind of how I'm with you there, too, just like whatever I like is what I want to try to put out as well. And man, when I watch those cinematic style films, it's just like, they more or less tell a story with through what you see. And it's just cool. Yeah, for sure. So that's like what Victor does a lot of it. Crimson trail. Mm-hmm. stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I like the way, you know, he, he kind of showed me, um, like when you put, uh, together an episode, like w- when you first come into it, it's, there's like a, uh, a title for you know the episode like when uh mid-state did my version of turkey camp up there it was the highway bird you know because i killed my the the bird up there you know 400 yards from a major highway yeah. uh but it was the highway bird you know and i just i kind of i kind of like that i, I want to start doing that but i don't want to copy anybody's stuff yeah. you know coming into an episode like that and having a a, a title for the 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 thing that may may not even be the title that it says on YouTube or yeah. whatever, but it's kind of just got its own little category there. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, ambassador program. I saw you posted, you know, last week or week before. Or so you'd been doing it four years now. Actually, I was wrong. Five. Five. <laughs> that's what I meant. So I've been in Nexus since, uh, I think I want to say September of 2019. Mm-hmm. So, September of 2024 will be my fifth year. And, uh, I mean, it's a lot of fun, dude. I love the ambassador program. It's, yeah, it's just cool, man. All the people we meet, that's, a, you know, that's how I know you now. Even though we're not that far apart, I, you know, I know you do the ambassador program. And, mm-hmm. I mean, just awesome. It's, yeah, it's a lot of fun, dude. I like I like the ambassador stuff. I'm with I'm with Swacker and uh, Fourth Arrow as well. Mm-hmm. I was down in the past. Um I think I still am with them. I, you know, did a pretty, and not just with nose down, but all everyone. I've done a pretty rough job this, just this last season. Like I said, I, I had a lot going on. I got a one-year-old, a four-year-old, working two jobs. So it was, you know, a rougher season. I didn't focus on filming as hard as I, I should have. And, you know, just being a good ambassador. And, like, even that post I made, I was just, you know, I was talking to myself, too. I'm not, you know, I'm not the only guy who slacks off as an ambassador sometimes, but uh, <laughs> it was a rough year, and I still made some posts about the companies and talking about the products, which, you know, I love that stuff. I love Swacker, and, you know, I, I like Nose Down, Fourth Arrow. I've been using all of them for years now, and Swacker, I, I go back to Swacker. And when I started bow hunting, and I've been on this V. This is my third year to staff with Swacker, and so it's, yeah, I liked it. I liked the ambassador programs, meet a lot of cool people, and just make a lot of friends that way dude yeah and it's easy to make content for those uh companies that you're ambassadors for when you love their product and you know just kind of goes hand in hand with everything that you got going it makes it so much easier to post about them too and when you believe in the stuff you know i mean there's always those guys that are just oh that's a gimmick this is a gimmick you don't need that my grandpa killed big bucks smoking a cigarette whatever i don't all <laughs> right say what you want think what you want it's not it's not gonna make a difference to me it's not gonna make a difference to the company uh you know but it, I, I like the products i believe in them 
I'm, it's always it's always been you know, I grew up with like I said hunting Wisconsin and my uncle he was always you know he had to he had to sit away in a nose down and not the nose down dead down wind and I mean he, he had it all up there and that's kind of where my scent elimination uh, game started and man, it, it's cool like I'll never I know I'll never be a hundred percent scent free and that's what like these guys who don't believe in it are like oh you'll never be a hundred percent scent free well well no no shit Sherlock <laughs> <You know? laughs> that's well, awesome not gonna be a hundred percent scent free but I'm gonna be able to have all I might need is that extra 10 seconds to fool that deer. Mm-hmm. And I've seen it work, you know, dude, I've, I've killed 30, 40 deer now. And, uh, I mean, I, I don't know. I, I would say probably around 20% of those 20 to 30% of the deer were straight downwind. And I only, I had just a few extra seconds because of my scent control, because of my, you know, whatever scent control I was doing at the time gave me that little bit of extra time I needed to get to kill. Now that deer still knew something was up and knew it could smell me but it just couldn't figure it all out and put it together and i mean it gave me enough time to get what i needed done done so yeah. that's kind of where like a lot of guys who don't understand scent control they're like well you're not really gonna fool a deer's nose like, well you can fool it for a few extra seconds long enough to get you a shot you know yeah for sure no i'm not gonna you know 100 be scent free of course they're gonna smell me you know but you'll give yourself a little extra time and that can be the difference between no deer and a deer. <laughs> right. What about uh what about turkey trips? You got any turkey trips or any uh turkey camps planned this year? Man, I'm in the middle. I've been going to Kentucky for turkey season every year as well. And we had a I mean we had a beautiful year this last spring. Um I the same guy I went down so I hunt deer in uh, Boyd County, Kentucky with this guy. And then so for full circle here, I got another buddy that his family they live down in Clay County, you know, mm-hmm. down down really in the hills and hollers. Mm-hmm. And um, the buddy I go hunt with in Boyd County, his mom is married to my buddy's uncle. So we all <laughs> there for turkey season. And um, I think there was five or six of us down there this last year. His, his uh, grandpa and um, grandma, they live on the side of a mountain in a little tiny cabin along the river. It's just, you know, beautiful area. And uh, we all went down there. Yeah, we killed four four nice toms in two days. Nice. So, and uh, I mean, it was with the cicada hatch, dude. It was just a gobble fest. And um, I mean, I felt like I was Eddie Salter down this. Down there. <laughs> 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 you know, I thought I was just gonna. Return. I don't know if it's the birds this year or me, but man, I, these birds are making me feel like I'm really good at this. <laughs> I caught in two nice toms back to back mornings. To you know right there in front of us the one bird made me work for it a little bit but um i mean i called him over from the whole other side of a mountain i don't know if he flew across from one ridge to the other you know but i mean he was easily six seven hundred yards away and when i called it because it's all daniel boone we're mostly hunting daniel boone they have some his family owns a good chunk of ground as well Mm -hmm. Uh, we were where I was mostly hunting was just Daniel Boone tracks and they're, they're just everywhere down there. And, uh, so I just drive the roads and stop on the road. Cause I mean, there's nobody on, there's nobody on those roads down there, you know, you're going to right. and turn my truck off and roll down my window, you know, <laughs> I know we were driving and then, I mean, we just barely heard it off in the distance. I look at my buddy I'm like, is that a gobble? He's like, I don't know, maybe do it again. And we heard it again and we just, you know, all right, pulled Chuck on the ditch there and started going up the mountain. Um, that was, a, that was a fun one. Just, you know, to sit there and work a bird. And the, the second bird that I called in was from my buddy who I was hunting with. We were driving down the road. The bird crossed the road in front of my truck, went onto some private land. We drove down the road about 80 yards, pulled off, went up into the Daniel Boone track, like 50 yards off the road. And I called the bird back across the road doing it. Uh, that's awesome yeah got that one on film i didn't get mine on film um because i was just so focused on trying to kill that bird you know mm-hmm. i i went the year before and i did i'm wild with these hunts man like i'll i'll leave my house at midnight drive five hours hunt for like five hours and then turn around and drive five hours home <laughs> well you're crazy for doing that like i know i don't know why i do it but i just enjoy it so much and so that first year that's what i did i left my house like 11 o'clock midnight picked up my buddy drove down to you know southern kentucky got there at like four something in the morning 
woke up at like 5.30, went turkey hunting for a few hours in the morning, um, got to like 1, 2 o'clock in the afternoon, so well, better drive the five hours home and turn around went home. But this year I went down for two days and gave myself a little more time to hang out and enjoy camp. I don't know if I'm going to go back this year. I'm still trying to figure out what my hunts are. Really want to get out west for something, um, whether it's turkey or an elk over the counter. I don't, I don't know. I mean, I, mean, I got a new buddy actually did his insurance recently. He moved here from Wyoming. He was telling me about and telling me to put in for Wyoming, and you know he's got the spot. So I'm like, all right, man. <laughs> don't, <laughs> don't tempt me of a good time. All right. Yeah, that's a long drive, eh? Yeah, yeah, 21 hours I think to where he's from. Dang. Uh, I did, I, I hunted Kentucky for turkey for, that's how I actually started turkey mm-hmm. hunting. Uh, my grandparents lived down there. I owned some property down there. Um, oh. basically my whole side of my dad's family is all from down there. Uh, Russell County, Wayne County, right in there. Um, mm-hmm. I did great down there for years. I mean, that's how I cut my teeth in turkey hunting was learning yeah. how to hunt Kentucky. And I know exactly what you mean by, uh, you know, flying across a ridge like that because all of our property that we were hunting was right along uh, Lake Cumberland, and those birds like to roost right there along the the ridges, or I wouldn't even call them ridges; they're like cliff drop offs down to the lake. Mm-hmm. And uh, one day we were working on this uh, on a couple of birds, and uh, we we kept kind of inching closer because they never were really moving. Um, and we were young too. I think I was like 16 or 17 years old. Yeah. And what we figured out is they were on the other side of the lake. And they, <laughs> you can only imagine what these birds were probably doing. They were probably just strutting back and forth along that edge uh, and just kept gobbling. So yeah. at, at a certain point, I told uh, told my cousin that was with me, I'm like, I'm tired of these. I, we've heard these birds gobble like 100 times. They're not moving. They're across the lake. It's over with. We're done. So we go back up this ridge to the top and I was trying to call in the other direction to mm-hmm. see if there was anything else that would respond near, uh, they had like a horse pasture and stuff out there. So I knew we had a pretty good chance that we set up close to that. But when I started calling those birds gobbled again, but they were on my side of the lake. So they must've pitched across or whatever. And when they gobbled, we just hit the ground uh, because they were close, man. But chasing Kentucky long bears, I think it's a, it's pretty special thing down there. Their their flocks are so much better down there. And then, you know, I don't know where you, you're mostly in what rush or Henry. Uh, Yeah. Rush, Henry, Hancock. There's basically hardly any turkeys where I'm at. Even over here in Wayne, um, our turkey population is pretty bad. I mean, it's not that great. Now you get down into Fayette and you get some good sized flocks down there. Yeah. But even those Fayette and Franklin County flocks don't compare to the Kentucky flocks at all. I mean, mm-hmm. when nowhere around here have I ever, ever heard like 15, 20 birds gobbling at one time, just going, you know. Yeah. You know, those mountains, there's a bird on every ridge just hammering. <laughs> right. Now, how many there are because there's just so many gobbling. Mm-hmm. It's cool. It's a lot of fun down there. I like turkeys for sure i'm a turkey hunting fanatic yeah i and i was late on that too dude yeah i mean i didn't kill my first turkey till either 2017 or 2018 i mean it was just in the lot and i turkey hunted for years mostly solo you know mm-hmm. just and hunting subpar land for them it was tough and uh you know i finally uh, my good buddy um she recently passed away from a heart attack but he was uh, i mean just an champion collar man that's actually his one of his geese back there i got some of his mounts after he passed and the, the dude could just call anything in and i picked up this field to hunt for turkeys and uh, i told him like, i'd seen some birds out there and he said well, let's go hunt an opening day if there's birds there i'll call them in well starting up like 20 minutes in opening day we, we doubled up and finally killed my first turkey and it, it was awesome you know so i shot a hen a bearded hen she had a six inch beard on her which is cool nice yeah. No, and he shot a big tom. Big tom followed her out, <laughs> you know. So yeah. cool. And, and then I've been on a, a streak. I want to say I've killed a bird every year since that year. So um, knock on wood, I've been doing pretty good. And last year, of course, I killed two birds. So um, plenty of turkey meat in the freezer down there. So yeah, I just uh, I killed two birds last year as well. And uh, actually, Sunday this past Sunday, I uh, put my turkey breast from my michigan bird on the or no, west virginia bird sorry uh west virginia bird put them on the smoker uh yep. cooked them up man they were delicious yeah i do a lot of turkey nuggets 
Mm-hmm. I love the turkey nuggets. But I don't even really know what I'm doing when I'm making them. I just start putting random stuff in a bag, put the meat in there. <laughs> uh, we just wanted to try the smoker thing. Uh, me and the neighbor have been cooking a lot of stuff. Yeah. He got a smoker for Christmas, so we're like, you know, two grown men like acting like little kids wanting to cook stuff all the time. But I, I like the turkey nuggets as well. I'll give him a shout-out for this one. But last year, our Indiana turkey camp, I was with uh, a buddy that used to be on our on our stuff. He started his own stuff now, but Zane Sparks, I yeah. don't know if he had too many beers or he already had this recipe, but we cut it up into, in, into nuggets and he used ranch as a binder and yeah. used Andy's fish seasoning. And, oh, my God, dude, they were money. I'm going to start cooking my turkey nuggets like that. I something like that. Yeah. That it's pretty good. I love turkey, man. Turkey's, turkey's probably my favorite. I mean, I all them out of deer, uh, duck, goose, rabbit, whatever. I'm, I like turkey, man. I can eat the crap out of some turkey. Oh, for sure, man. Well, buddy, man, I appreciate you coming on tonight. I'm glad that everybody has kind of reached out to me. I've had more than enough people reach yeah. out to me via DM, and I'm and I'm glad that you said that you'd come on and and do a show, man. And uh, we'll we'll have to get you back on here at some time, man. Absolutely. Uh, hopefully, uh, hopefully, turkey season's good for us both here, and maybe we'll have some turkey stories to tell next time. Absolutely, and. You don't live that far, man. Uh, whenever we're going to have start having, uh, you know, bow shoots in the summer and, you know, cooking up some wild game and hanging out, man, you'll have to come, come over and visit. Yeah, absolutely. I'll, I'll drag Victor along too. You know? Yeah. Like 10 minutes from Victor. So, uh, not far at all. Oh no, not, not far at all. Uh, well tell everybody where, uh, they can find you at on the old social media. Um, everything's just under Harrison Siebold, Instagram, Harrison Siebold is one word. Uh, Facebook's Harrison Siebold, uh, TikTok, which I don't post a whole lot on TikTok, but I think that's also Harrison Siebold. I think everything, all my, all my social media is under the same thing. It's just my name. Um, yeah, that's, that's pretty much it. I think TikTok and uh, Instagram, Facebook. Awesome, man. Well, uh, thank you everybody for uh, tuning in this week. Uh, if you're in podcast land, hit us with a rate and review. We haven't had one of those in a while. Uh, if you're in YouTube land, hit that like and subscribe button for us. It helps us out tremendously. And uh, we'll be back here again next week for episode 73 with another Nexus member, uh, Warren Bailey. We'll see oh, you next Warren. week. Oh, Warren. It'll be fun to talk with. Oh, I'm sure. See you guys. <laughs>